Hello, my name is Max. I am a film buff and a massive nerd, and somehow I have a girlfriend, and I make her watch stuff, and we're going to review it. Hi! <laughs> I'm Celie. I am said girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the titular girlfriend. <laughs> and today we are going to be reviewing a, a little show called Hilda. Primarily a kid's show, but it also has some very, very good themes that we will be discussing and some great shots and ideas, and... Seely, what did you think about this show? I loved Hilda. It's it's so up my alley. I love animated TV series, especially ones that are made for kids, but mm -hmm. have that undertone that appeals to adults and <laughs> older kids like me. Yeah. <laughs> older kids. I think one of the first things we bonded about was how much we both loved Gravity Falls, mm -hmm. which is just an amazing show. And I specifically remember watching this show because the Gravity Falls had ended and it left a void in my life. And I needed more kids shows that are fun. So I watched like this and Steven Universe and a bunch of others. But this is truly something special. Oh, yeah. Hilda Hilda was great. I loved the animation style, especially mm -hmm. how they animated all the trolls. And I especially like the ones that are as big as mountains. Yes, there are a wide variety of creatures in this fantasy world and it's not outright with its fantasy it kind of just drops you in and it expects you to understand through just contextual exposition and that's what i love about this show because you could watch it for a couple episodes and then just be like oh yeah this is a magical world where little elves that are invisible can just exist so i I don't know what to get started with, but I guess the topic of elves is a great thing because not only is it the first couple episodes, but it's also a great primer for what the whole series is going to be about. And I'll kind of just spoil that, which is how hard institutional change can be. So I don't know if you even remember the first couple episodes, kind of introducing Alpha or Alpho. What was his name? Alpha. Alpha. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> And I found I found it a little crazy that you had to sign a contract to be able to see them because wouldn't that mean all of their contracts have some sort of magical value to them that they're almost bound by without, you know, choice? I am assuming that every contract that they have is magical, but that is something I never even thought of is how magical elves are in general did they get themselves invisible on purpose like did they do some magic to get that i bet you they did because they honestly at first i thought that they were never going to get along with people and there was going to be a war mm -hmm. <laughs> but it seemed like that might have already occurred in the past and that's kind of why they are the way that they are now and it's just nothing even close to that is discussed in the show but i love that headcanon that is, that's officially <laughs> what happened in my head yeah i mean well my here's one of my just off the wall theories is mm -hmm. that elves since they are obviously magical in some way that sometime yeah. in their distant past and history where they don't talk about it there was this period where there were so many rogue elves just using their magic for either bad <laughs> or chaos and they seem so strictly organized <laughs> with everything meaning like they have so many contracts for every little yeah. thing that occurs their and whole I character assume, point is contracts right i'm just assuming that that has to be a reason for why they do that is because before they were out of control and maybe they're chaotic well they did talk about a war between them and the uh what were they called 
the Lost Tribe? Yeah, the Lost Tribe of mm. Elves where they fought over a specific plot of land and then <laughs> and there was they a ended contract up just dispute. not, neither of them used it Yeah. after that <laughs> whole thing. No, I love everything about the elves and how by the book they are and just <laughs> like immediately you're introduced to a fantasy race and we all know elves, but this is completely different. I'm not sure if this series takes Nordic inspiration but it kind of feels like that especially with the trolls obviously but i don't know if elves are even part of that mythology i should look into it more but well i remember this this knowledge is not based on actual <laughs> research this is just based on another movie i've seen because do you remember eurovision mm -hmm. where i i know they're not nordic they're icelandic but <laughs> Close they enough. but they have like that gnome gnome thing where everybody believes that the gnomes are really there and it kind of hinted that they were actually there because somebody got stabbed by one of them but hmm. i assume it, it might be something similar to that where in their culture they do have things like that it may not be the elves that we think of like will ferrell <laughs> but it might be something similar to that and maybe a little bit americanized mm -hmm. so that we could comprehend it this is not the right touchstone to be talking about but i i read a lot of comics and obviously i read some thor and there's elves in thor comics so maybe mm -hmm. maybe elves are I don't remember that in the movies. <laughs> no, he, he definitely faces a dark elf in the second movie, but no one remembers that movie. So. Oh, was the elf tiny? No. Oh. And he, and he was not invisible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, back to Hilda yeah. elves. Anyway. <laughs> because I, I love how this whole theme, and we're kind of moving away from the contract disputes of elves though that is the biggest point of all of their characters the way that they seed the idea of someone in power or not even in power of a certain stature is going about their lives and affecting other people's lives without them realizing that and the way that we can try to change that or at least alter it for the better i genuinely think is masterful in this show and the way they do that in this episode or these first two episodes is hilda doesn't realize that she's just walking through elf houses all the time because they're small and they're all over their yard and by the end of that first two episodes a tr the massive troll stomps on hilda's house and he kind of comes full circle of realizing yeah, we're all affecting everyone's lives and we have to be careful about what we're doing. Right. Because I remember also they were explaining it when Hilda was talking to, what was it, their king or their mayor, mm -hmm. mayor or something, where whenever they would step in the house, it wouldn't necessarily like hurt them or ruin anything because they just phased through them. Mm -hmm. But they were just like, it's just really annoying. You know, <laughs> it's really it's really scary and annoying to have a giant we don't like foot it come through your roof when you're having dinner <laughs> and i'm like well yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense <laughs> but i mean what would the size differences like the elves the humans and the trolls like the giant ones just absent-mindedly mm -hmm. like affecting them would that equate to differences in in like income translating to the real world would that be like the classes or would that be that's definitely groups? how like... i interpreted it like class system if you are the big and powerful and you're stomping everywhere you got to be careful where you stomp even though if we actually take that into real life then we get into whole 
<laughs> don't Whole don't thing. look at real life too hard. <laughs> yeah, I like that's why we like watching kid shows with simple yeah. themes. No reality. Yes. Reality free zone. <laughs> and honestly, I can't think of too much else to say about the elves, but. In this whole first season of Hilda, it really does a good job of introducing us to not just a bunch of whole fantastical creatures, but just ideas and concepts and just getting to know all of these different characters. I mean, I guess we can list them off. It, I don't know. Do you remember all of them? I, I remember a lot of them. the trolls obviously stand out because they are very prominent throughout the whole thing. And mm. a lot of people are scared of them because they think <laughs> they're going to eat them. Yes. Um, which they don't have any proof of, actually. But <laughs> I mean, but we're human beings. Yeah. You know? Come on. We stomp everywhere. <laughs> and I we put bells on these trolls in the right? series. Well, and Twig. Twig was that's a deer fox. I mm. mean. He's adorable and I want one. <laughs> it reminds me of twig, the last airbender where they just take two animals and stick them together. Yeah, like <laughs> monkey bat. Yeah. <laughs> turtle dove. Turtle. No, the lion turtle. That oh, was yeah. That was awesome. Adventure time is something no, we got to talk about. But um, I do remember you specifically said your favorite were the Nissa. Yes. Because of just the concept of what they can do and how they can do it. But it, apparently Anissa aren't the only ones that can. You just need one to show you mm -hmm. to get to the nowhere space. And honestly, I don't know if I love the Nissa themselves. It's just the idea of a nowhere space. And there's a bunch of other creatures. I liked the Thunderbird in the first season, but you're right. The Nissa, when I was explained to that by the show, like the whole concept of this creature existing in everyone's house and it exists in this liminal space like if there's a crack or the space behind your couch it can transport between those spaces and everything about that is just wild to me well right and considering that i mean everything is magic of course but of course i'm going to think about physics or think <laughs> about like you know, the, the world as I know it. Yeah. So does that mean that they shrink down to an unbelievably small size to fit in those spaces? Or, or are those specific spaces just a portal to a different dimension where they live? My theories were one of those two, <laughs> where it, it's either like a quantum realm scenario or it's a portal to another dimension. Either work. Well, and then you get into the the whole Ant Man theory of shrinking too small to be able to actually breathe because they don't wear they don't wear suits. <laughs> Although <laughs> there is the whole thing of I don't know why I'm on this tangent, but if you did shrink that small, you yourself would become a black hole because you're shrinking too small. Right. Would so you, maybe so the quantum would, realm wouldn't. Well, that would mean you would retain the same yeah, like you... matter or mass mm. and then just compress it. But it's magic. We don't need to know these things. It's, it's magic. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you say that something is magic, I immediately have more suspension of disbelief. Like for Ant-Man, they do specifically explain that his density stays the same, which means that if he grows, he should float up like a balloon. But Right, because it would be... Would... Would that mean also that at some point you'd be able to walk right through him because if, if he he's grew so big enough, spaced apart? Yeah, technically. That's kind of gross. But <laughs> <That's> <laughs> isn't there neat. like a one in a billion chance that you could actually pass your hand through a solid surface if you yes. align the atoms correctly? I wonder if that's a possibility. Has anybody like 
actually tried to do that i'm guessing not for years and made it like a whole i can see a mad scientist in the basement going i know i can do it <laughs> but i mean wouldn't it be i don't know why we're on this tangent but I don't know. <laughs> this is great wouldn't it be all of the atoms in your hand all have to be right that's why there's a passing. chance but like it's not, incredibly unlikely. <laughs> well, I mean, the chance of one atom in your hand passing through is likely, but all of them. Well, and also, you could just fall through the earth if that were the case, right? Yeah. Or like, all just, of a sudden just phase into the ground. <laughs> go straight into the core of the earth. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's not anything about Hilda. <laughs> There's other introductions in season one. Uh, we meet David and Frida. They're her mm-hmm. friends. And There's... David- David always has a bug on him for no good reason. I, they don't explain it. They just go, oh, you got a bug on you. That was my <laughs> oh, you best got attempt one. at that accent. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall who plays David or Frida, but I should have mentioned earlier, Hilda herself is played by Bella Ramsey, which I don't know if you recall her at all, but she was in Game of Thrones for a little bit, but she is more famous as being Ellie from The Last of Us. Oh my god, I didn't even recognize her. I didn't... Yeah. Wait. Yeah, she voices Hilda. What's her real accent? I have no idea. Maybe Wait. she's British. <laughs> this is, the, this is Robert British. Pattinson all over again for me. I, I watch Twilight. I go back and I watch it. It's it's not good, but it's nostalgic. <laughs> and then I realize, oh my god, he's actually British. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's not American. Maybe that's why it felt so weird. No, he no. was gross. Nobody hates Twilight more than Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pattinson has gone on to do great things. Good times, mm-hmm. Batman. The Batman. The Batman. That was that was a depressing version of Batman, but damn, was I loved it. Good. it. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, we keep talking about everything but Hilda. (laughs) I mean, we're kind of dancing around Hilda. We can move on to season two because I feel like that's where things get really serious. And we talked about Gravity Falls earlier. And that's really the comparison for me, those of you who have watched Gravity Falls. Season one is just about introducing the characters, the themes, the ideas, and just the whole fantasy world. You're world building every episode and you're moving around a bunch. You're meeting new people. Season two is much more about making the world feel smaller and not in a bad way at all. It's just connecting all of the characters that you already know and making making everything concise. And if there was much more planned with the show, I feel like it may be rushed with that idea. But honestly, watching season two, I thought that that was the last that we would get of Hilda and I was watching it as it came out. And it is spectacular. Right. And well, Hilda's one of those things where you're never going to get answers for every single thing that you see in each of those, in each of the episodes, in each of the time. Like, there's always something that's going to be left unanswered. Mm, Right. I mean, and that's okay. Because, I mean, Gravity Falls, I guess, wrapped it up quite Mm. a bit. But there's still a lot of things where you're like, hang on, wait, the season episode. No. (laughs) They left Bill Cipher out there. He's still alive. (laughs) That damn triangle man. There's even theories that he had possessed a Stan. I could see that. Yeah, no. We got to watch those theories afterwards. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like if something tried to possess Stan, they would get traumatized. I don't know what goes on in Stan's head. 
but it can't be good for the way that he is. <laughs> it just can't be. <laughs> but anyway, Gravity Falls wrapped up nicely. Hilda did not wrap up nicely in season yeah. two. And the reason why is because they have much more to go. There was a movie. There's season mm-hmm. three coming out soon. But season two, I specifically remember the episode where they're in the library. And they are going further and further into secret room after secret room. And then they find out that the librarian who has been helping them the whole time is a witch. And the whole library is filled with like this coven of witches. And that, I feel like that's like a season five reveal that they set up. And maybe I'm thinking of like Steven Universe, but they set it up and seed it really, really carefully. But no, Hilda's not about that. There are plenty of teases to it in season one if we watch it again you can see that librarian just totally being a witch and an (laughs) awesome witchy witch but i don't know how they did it so well just dropping it in that this library is for witches well i think we also have to remember here that this show is technically made for kids so you can't have like season five exposition back to season one and two and things because kids aren't gonna remember you say that but then steven universe exists yeah but that's another exception it's like adventure time and like those have some Mm. heavy heavy (laughs) heavy lessons in them (laughs) and the little kids watching have no idea they're just oh it's a funny dog that farts (laughs) (laughs) but no there's an apocalypse and the lich Oh my gosh. And the the whole backstory of like the concept of Finn being the last human, but he's not the last human. <laughs> Sorry if that's a spoiler, humans. but I mean, come on, you should have seen all of Adventure Time by now. Everyone on. knows Susan. But <laughs> <laughs> Susan. <laughs> She's basically a cyborg. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't know. She got the chip. <laughs> well, back to Hilda. Yes. We will discuss Adventure Time another <laughs> This is going to be the podcast (laughs) of riffs about other things. But I mean, it's all it all pertains to Hilda, because like we were saying, season two, it where is where it becomes not just serious, but where we're introduced to a main antagonist, which is uh, what the heck is his name? You mean the um, the the security guy? Yeah, the head of full of himself. Yes, Alder. Al, Alberson, Eric Alberg, Alberg. Yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. He's irritating, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you have to have a character like that. You have to have somebody to strongly dislike mm-hmm. in a show full of likable characters. Otherwise, because yes. you need that contrast. You need someone to hate, and it is very quick to hate this guy immediate Mm -hmm. instantaneous second he takes off his hat and you see that shiner up there (laughs) and he does such a good job of hiding it too like it wouldn't matter if he was cool with it but no he he hides it. well what's funny is all the times that the hat has just happened to come off and stuff are times when it is crucial to him that he appears to be this big strong man leader (laughs) and then he gets his ass knocked out by something knocked over and then Mm -hmm. the hat comes off and then all of a sudden he's this like (laughs) (laughs) he's just a little baby and he's terrified of everything yeah and he thinks this little bell in his hand is going to save him from all these trolls when in reality he's just drawing attention from all Mm -hmm. these trolls (laughs) and i 
talking about Alberg, I love what they've done in the show and how, like we were saying earlier, you it's very quick to hate him and his whole ideology because he wants everyone to see him as the savior, as his father or grandfather who saved everyone from the trolls and built a wall around their city so that they would be safe forever. And he just wants to be like that. And the way this show demonstrates how easy it is for people like that to gain power and to gain this kind of movement and the people rooting for him, despite the fact that if you know, the people in the show are given just as much information as we are. And obviously the audience is given more information, but if they're given just as much information, then they can clearly see he's an idiot. Well, I feel like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this is just ethics 101 philosophy. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I feel like you don't have to be very smart or very really any good in anything. As long as you're charismatic Mm -hmm. in the eyes of the general public and that's it's not to say that everybody's stupid but no i mean the the you just have to be entertaining pretty much i mean there there are so many instances of people getting into power and then only after they fucked everything up you go that was a bad idea why did i why did i why did, why did we elect that person and it goes well, because he, you know, he was a people person or she, they can mm -hmm. talk to people, they can entertain people, they can rally people together and they go, I don't know what I'm fighting for, but I'm hyped. <laughs> they just say it straight. They yeah. say what the people want. He's, he's, he's real because there's millions of him like that, that yes. exist everywhere. Mm -hmm. But he just, he has a God complex, but I feel like a lot of those complexes are based on a foundation of complete insecurity. Mm -hmm. 100%. Just ins like, I feel like Alberg is just trying to live up to his family name. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to continue the legacy, not because he's good at it, not because he's fearless, not because he has any real skill sets that would or talents that would be good for what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming his childhood was full of, you better live up to this <laughs> or... You, know, you better carry the strong Alberg name. Mm -hmm. And we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I'm sure season three of Hilda will get into that because mm -hmm. he's somewhat redeemed by the end of the movie. Kind of. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I mean, he did he did some stuff, but <laughs> yeah, he, he was by no means the savior of the show. <laughs> no, and he has a lot of work to be redeemed, but I feel like that's the track that we're on in this show mm -hmm. is there too much else to talk about in season two anything you remember the only thing that we kind of graced over is the transition um of hilda and her mom moving to trollberg itself yes. because that was a big that was like that was a very obvious like upending know, of their lives yeah because mm -hmm. and hilda you know, she had this big open world around her, and then the elves knocked that back a bit because she had to be cautious of them. Mm -hmm. The trolls knocked that back a bit because they crushed crushed their house. Yeah. I mean, they destroyed it <laughs> unintentionally. But and then she moved to a city that was encased by literal walls, mm -hmm. and she she was struggling really hard with that at first because she's used to being able to just roam around and have a very small circle of people around her. Right. And she goes to this place where everybody's there. She doesn't understand everything that they do, the customs. She doesn't understand the fact that not everybody knows everybody intimately. 
I mean, because I mean, they're well, Woodman. He <laughs> yeah, walked oh right my, into we, their house. We forgot all about the time. Woodman. He's he's not even that important as far as the narrative goes, but he is incredibly creepy. And then he talks, and you're like, oh, okay, you're all right. But why did you? Walk in my house. He always tries to push that nasty tea on everybody. Just yeah. like dirt and twigs in a cup. And he goes, oh, that's my favorite. And I'm like, yeah, because you're made you of wood. And you, I don't know. <laughs> well, could it could it be said that some of these creatures are meant to represent like elemental beings too? Because mm. wouldn't he be, I don't know, like earth. an earth? But then trolls would probably be earth as well, right? Because mm, they turn to rock. Yeah, and I would assume the, like the... Um, deer foxes Mm -hmm. would be something of more like an ethereal type thing like Mm -hmm. the in the stars because they literally go and live aurora borealis or something (laughs) that's something we need to talk about for season two yes um and the what are they called wolves yeah the wafts or whatever you know because they fly around they're literal wolves that are shaped like like a just a big fluffy ball Mm -hmm. and they just fly through the air inexplicably (laughs) i I I kind of like the idea that all of these fantastical creatures just exist. exist and it's just a fantasy world. Maybe it's inspired by some specific mythology. Maybe it's not. It's just a bunch of weird creatures. Yeah, but that's also that's also really cool because it's, it's just a fresh take on some mm-hmm. things. I mean, obviously a lot of these things are representational. Yes. things that people can and relate to but anytime they want to put in a metaphor they do oh yeah they do <laughs> but anyway back to hilda's moving yes well and but she also realized that she did want friends that weren't just animals and her mom mm-hmm. you know because she found like well like-minded people so to speak but that brings in frida and david mm-hmm. and david the only guy in their little clique <laughs> is by far the most he's, skittish yeah, and he's a wuss always and has i love a bug him. on him always <laughs> has a bug on him. i don't know why that floors me and they don't explain it he just <laughs> has a bug on him all the time and i don't understand i don't know what that means what does it mean <laughs> i have no idea and then frida. bugs just like him yeah frida Having who, perfect. oh i got so annoyed with her by the end of season one because her room wasn't being cleaned up by and a she, ghost i know and she was and she was going i can't even believe it like I, what am i supposed to clean my room I'm like yes 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 what do you mean what do you mean am i supposed <laughs> to clean my own room yes obviously goes, i just make a absolute fuckery out of everything and then all of a sudden it's clean in the morning i thought it was the mates no <laughs> <laughs> like okay that's obviously she's obviously the privileged one yes in the group. Though I I do like Frida and her type A personality. She can be so stuck up. Yeah. I feel like she was just raised that way because she even had a little bit of a a waiver in there somewhere. I don't remember when she did, but it was it was when she was kind of letting out that she has a bunch of expectations on her mm. by not only her parents, but everybody else that she like her peers, right. her scout leader, her teachers, everybody expects her to be perfect. And mm. she feels that pressure, which is kind of relatable to mm. a, to an extent. But I feel like she also is used to succeeding and being number one. Right. So if she's not, that's that knocks her back. Like it makes it disassociates her from reality because she goes, "I'm most, I, 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 I'm <laughs> not <me>. number one." <laughs> and something that's even more relatable about her is the fact that a lot of that expectation and pressure is put on by herself mm-hmm. which i don't know about you but i do that a lot 
yeah. just expect myself to be perfect for no reason at all. I know. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> that's a fine line to tread it, yeah. it borders between insanity and just humanity <laughs> like, yeah. because at some point you have to realize that it's never going to be perfect no matter no. what you do but you should also expect something of your yeah. life hold your hold your hold yourself to a reasonable expectation <laughs> right. yeah just try to keep it well, keep it low well given her type a personality i was so surprised that she took up magic Yes. And being a witch. Mm. I was like, that seems like the thing that she would absolutely just debunk all the time. Like <laughs> Princess Bubblegum debunking anything that has to do with magic. Like, yeah. that was science! <laughs> and you could actually explain <laughs> all of the sparkly physics with this, so... Rainbows are actually diffraction of light through moisture in the atmosphere. Shut up! <laughs> I just want to believe. <laughs> I want to have fun. I'll hit, I'll slap you with a rainbow. Stanley we were just watching the office <laughs> yeah that's 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 why <laughs> i quote things all the time anyway but he's the movie buff but i remember all the lines i can never remember anything i just watch everything <laughs> <laughs> you remember all the important things i just remember the one thing they said 20 years ago <laughs> and then i go oh yeah that's, that'd be funny oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> that's that oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's all coming together <laughs> <laughs> but hilda there are two things that I want to talk about for season two before we move on to the movie. Mm -hmm. And that is Twig and the Hilda's relationship with her mother. Because mm. they really yeah. bring that out and add dimensions to that in this in season two. Mm -hmm. Of those two, what would you rather talk about first? Um I feel like we should save Twig for the for the end of season two okay. talking part because okay. because that one was emotional. You know how much that broke me. Yes, you were crying with me. <laughs> <laughs> I I cried hard. so much I got a headache. <laughs> and had to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Early. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, her relationship with her mom seemed near perfect mm -hmm. for a long time. Until it almost felt like Hilda started moving on from her relationship with her mom. Like right. almost the cutting the apron strings. And... I get that too, but Hilda also kind of, you know, sneaky sneaked around everywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> but her mom was always like waiting for her to like sit down and have dinner with them mm -hmm. and and like help her or play a game or do this and like just, you know, spend mm -hmm. quality time like they were used to doing when she was one of the only like people that she yeah. interacted with. Right. And now Hilda's got friends. She's got whole ass missions <laughs> that she does by herself sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she sneaks out. She sneaks out. She lies about where she was because her version is, oh, I don't want my mom to worry. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, her mom finds out everything anyway. And she yeah. just gets in trouble. Because that's what moms do. Yeah, and it's creating a, a wedge mm -hmm. because they were... Like and they were so good, and then <laughs> and, and then it's Hilda had to, the to city. fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the way that moving to the city put this wedge in between them, and it's the way that they set that up. In season one, you can kind of see it. Uh, Hilda's blowing off her mom, and in the moment, it's so easy to relate to Hilda and see her as just a likable, fun character. But if you take a step back. A lot of the actions she takes, especially when it comes to her mom, she is such a brat. <laughs> and it's, oh, she can be annoying sometimes. Right. And it never explains her dad. 
Like, no. they never say anything about whether he's alive, whether he's dead, whether she whether she got a sperm donor. I don't know. <laughs> but she, they don't say anything They have it. to get into that in season three, right? Because that can I be a whole so. emotional dynamic of Hilda not growing up with a father figure. What if they're going to incorporate him? What if he's not mm. dead and she just never talks about him because he left on an adventure? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That would be wild. awesome. <laughs> that would be freaking sweet. That or maybe would... it's someone we've already seen. I haven't seen anybody with blue hair. Mm, yeah. Other than Hilda. If I mean, we saw unless she someone dyes with blue... her hair, but that doesn't say anything either. Yeah. But I was going to say, if we saw someone with blue hair, I feel like we would have caught on already. Right. Everybody else has a normal hair color except for Hilda. So I would assume she either dyes it or maybe her father isn't human. Hmm. Maybe he's not human. What if he's a troll? No. No. <laughs> no. I don't think that's the case. But <laughs> Definitely not. I don't know. Um, I, I, I hope they get into that because I'm very curious about that. Because mm. that would kind of, you know, maybe explain some of the dynamics and like their past past before we are introduced to them entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume father wasn't there from the from the get go for Hilda, though. I assume he was just always gone because she never brings him up. She never talks about him. She doesn't have a sensitivity. She doesn't have daddy issues mm-hmm. that I that know we of. Know of. <laughs> that I know of. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's, it's really relatable. And her mom is trying to, I don't, I also don't see her mom like friending anybody. No. Like I, she grew up in Trollberg apparently because she mm-hmm. talks about it all the time, but I don't see her mom socializing with anybody other than the Nissa that lives in their house and you know we could use a flashback episode explaining the mom and yeah. her story because yeah. why did she live out in yeah nowhere? why did they end up in the middle of nowhere that she had to have left for a reason maybe it's daddy i've never even <laughs> asked why she was out in living in the woods in the first place but that is a very good question that this mm-hmm. show could be just right from the get-go leaving this mystery box for the audience to understand it i'm just like well i don't care <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they throw in some nice distractions with all the mythical creatures and, yes. and all that and the magic of it all. But And there's a giant troll that crushes their house in the first episode, and that's awesome. I, I liked that episode. I liked mm. that troll. I, I just, the fact that he kept coming back going, I'm just waiting for, for, my, for my friend, for this person. She was there the whole time. She was mm. just, she, she became part of the earth. Because she'd waited for so long. Mm-hmm. And she was there the whole time, and he's, and... And then the one time that Hilda followed, followed him and like, like, bitch explain why I'm seeing you every night, creep. <laughs> but, but it was, it was so wholesome. And then they had to, st- I mean, they had to have seen, that mother, I know he saw their house because he was there looking over the hill, over the mountain. Definitely. For, for decades, apparently, like a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So it all... I know he's distracted because his lady came back, but he had, like, that was a very specific spot to step, and he had everywhere to step, so. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, um, Twig. Twig. Him, there are more things that I thought about in season two, but the next thing that we can talk about is Twig. And he has some foreshadowing before his whole episode where he just wants to go outside, he wants to be a part of the adventures, and they're not really letting him because they're... Just self-absorbed, which isn't the worst thing in the world because they're having fun. But mm-hmm. Twig just wants to be a part of it. That made me really sad. And then Twig's episode came, and I wish they stuck through with what they were trying to do, but it still, it still hurt me. I know. Cool. 
Because I was always wondering where Twig came from, and then they were talking about how rare it is to find a deer fox and to mm-hmm. just let it, just see one at all. Yeah. But they ended up living, I don't know how In far. In the stars? But, well, I mean, they gathered, like, not far away from Hilda's old house. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were very close to, and I'm assuming that Hilda's house was at least very like close enough in proximity to trollberg that Mm -hmm. somebody would have eventually had to see a deer fox right but he's the only one apparently (laughs) no (laughs) but i mean they've obviously seen them before because they know of them yeah but but most from books i assume i think that's what they said but um just the well twig is always an asset no matter Mm -hmm. what adventures they go on it seems like he's always like maybe the last resort um for help yeah but he always ends up helping and he's obviously incredibly (laughs) sentient and intelligent Mm -hmm. like he's very aware i mean he's a cartoon dog so he has more intelligence than a regular he's a bug Uh, he's he's not a dog but (laughs) he he fills that cartoon dog role really well and he's like you said very intelligent he's always catching on to what's going on and i love it and he's so adorable and in his episode, he has some dreams where it feels like he's in a box, and then he wakes up from his dream, and he's in the house, and immediately I'm like, oh god, we're getting into this, I don't want to do this. And then throughout the episode, we find out that his people, like every once in a while, I, I don't know when they migrate, but they go into the stars. The void. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, they, they like walk on like light mm-hmm. it looks like aurora borealis like yeah. they walk on that and they go the way they showed it it's just a bunch of like really thin light roads and i'm like do you guys just stand there That's the awesome. whole time until you come back i mean that is awesome but what do you eat how do you sleep <laughs> like what is what's this how do you live day to day up there <laughs> and and why they come back maybe they were only coming back for, for mating yeah and they that could be and it. they and they lost their boy so they're like coming back to try and find their boy but because mm. they obviously remembered yeah who he was like and that shows a lot of kinship and a lot and like intelligence among his whole mm-hmm. species because they recognize him and twig left because <laughs> he saved hilda mm, yeah he left because he was he heard hilda screaming and he was just a little baby and he wanted to go save her and he it, it wasn't necessarily him deciding to stay in on earth with hilda because i don't even know if he understood what he was doing at that point he just heard hilda crying and he wanted to help Mm -hmm. and i'm getting emotional just talking about it (laughs) because he despite the fact that he may want to go back and live with his people in the stars even when he gets that opportunity he still goes back to stay with hilda well that's the only family that he knew Mm -hmm. in his really early years so and because he's obviously been with with those guys for a long time Mm -hmm. because it just from the from when uh, they were introduced to each other and they met it's obviously been quite a few years i'd say at least half a decade Mm -hmm. and he's still very small compared to what he's (laughs) supposed to look like which is a full deer (laughs) and I wonder what their lifespan is. Like, what it's is their be long, lifespan? Because right? I don't know. They must age like people do. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because they're intelligent. Right. 
Well, and he bonded so strongly with Hilda, and then, like, he, his parents, technically, he didn't really grow up with them. He doesn't know them as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knows them, and he feels obviously safe with them and comfortable because he went with them for a little bit, a a little bit, a little bit, (laughs) a little while, (laughs) but then he decided, he decided to come back because, I mean, I probably would have too i mean it doesn't mean that they he can't ever see them again because Mm -hmm. they obviously come back sometimes whenever the northern lights come back he'll be able to go and see his people but i also liked the idea of in that episode they were at least for me my interpretation was they were seeding the idea that twig did not belong there he should go with his people and as much fun as he has with hilda (laughs) he does not belong with her and I think that's the idea that really got me emotional mm-hmm. in that episode. Is, And I say that I don't like it as much that they didn't stick by that idea because by the end of the episode, Twig goes back and he chooses Hilda. But it, I like seeing Twig back. He's fun. <laughs> I love Twig. He's such mm-hmm. a cute little thing. And well, they were kind of leading up to the idea that he wasn't a part of the clique anymore because they kept leaving him behind or telling him to stay or just completely ignoring him entirely. And I mean, they were leading up to that. So, I mean, it made sense that we were like, Oh, this is the end of Twig's journey with them because Mm -hmm. he's realizing that Hilda's growing up and doesn't need his companionship as much anymore because she has human friends. Right. And so he decided to, you know, follow his instinct, which was to, I assume his like migration instinct to where his family were coming back to. And he, but once he got out into the wild where he's (laughs) supposedly supposed to be like, like really good at that because he's He's a hunter. Yeah, he's not meant to be domesticated, (laughs) but he gets out there and immediately, immediately he's just, he's getting fucked up left and right. Mostly Mm -hmm. by this one, what is it, a red wolf? Yeah. Or a fox? Is it a fox or a wolf? I'm assuming it's some I, kind of wolf. I thought it was a wolf, <laughs> just from the way that it was much bigger than Twig, but... Yeah, and it's and it's chasing him, but that also begs the question, that wolf must have been desperate, because yeah. because if if deer foxes don't necessarily, like, go down on, on like, earth-earth to, mm-hmm. to hunt or walk around or anything, it wouldn't be a type of animal that that wolf would hunt regularly so he must be desperate and he's the only one that we saw i always see the first the same one as the one that attacked hilda that he saved that Maybe. twig saved her from the first time and that wolf has just been on his own is that <laughs> hilda's dad the wolf, <laughs> yeah, the wolf. <laughs> no the wolf is just out for vengeance he's trying to kill hilda i think that wolf is just alone and trying to <laughs> so let's, get the that wolf, wolf story is sad <laughs> He's we'll just, have a flashback for the wolf. He's just trying to. He's just trying to survive. Man. You don't. You don't have a cozy little house to go to. Maybe you can go live with Woodman. He's trying. He's trying his best, but I don't know. Cause I was. I was really sad at the thought that Twig would leave. But I was also like, oh, he can. You know, mm-hmm. be with his kind. Yeah, and, this is where he belongs. Right, but I guess just because he's born as a deer wolf, a deer wolf. <laughs> A deer, a deer fox. A dire wolf. Whatever. <laughs> the little white thing with antlers. Yes. Just because he was born like that doesn't necessarily mean that he inherently belongs anywhere without any kind right? of free will. It's his decision, ultimately. And he made that clear because mm-hmm. he, he chose to leave for a bit and then chose to come back. Right. So he has free will. Does anybody belong anywhere? Does Hilda belong in the woods and not in Trollberg? Or, you know, <laughs> do the Nyssa even belong 
in nowhere, like non-nowhere space, like regular space interacting with people? Well, apparently people are aware of the Nissa <laughs> that live there. They're aware apparently. of it. And, and sometimes they get kicked out because they get a little little kipey, like they get a little klepto. <laughs> yeah. And they start taking shit that isn't theirs. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you don't rearrange your furniture um, every week, I guess they think it's an offering for them. I'm like, <laughs> how about I leave you a bowl with your name on it? Or just something that says Nissa. What mm-hmm. are they all? What are they all named again? Like, uh, it starts with a T. Tom. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, whatever the name. Apparently, they're all named the same thing. Remember I'm that? To re- yes, I'm, I remember that episode, but I cannot picture the name at all. It'll come to us at three in the morning. Yes, or right as soon as we finish recording. But a whole bunch of other stuff happens in season two. A crazy weather lady, Frankenstein's and Nissa <laughs> together. Um, <clears throat> trying to remember other stuff. But the main thing that we need to talk about before we get to the movie is the fact that Hilda is switched out with another troll baby. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea why. This is a massive cliffhanger for season two. Yeah. But she just goes to bed and she wakes up in a new area underneath a mountain in a cave. And she is a troll. Well, and it was right as everything was like settling in and she was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to leave my bed for a week. Mm -hmm. Instantly leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Not by her own free will. Is that right when she reconciles with her mom? Yes. Like they were fighting all season. Right, and that's that's when she was finally getting, you know, in, on good terms with everybody right. around her. And then all of a sudden she just swap <laughs> Freaky Friday and switched with a troll. And all of a sudden she can actually understand the trolls and not just raw, like they actually talk. <laughs> and I remember this cliffhanger. I don't I don't recall the exact time that it took for the movie to come out, but it was a long time and I was confused and angry and I needed to see more. Went through all the stages of grief. Yep, all five stages, whereas I think we just went straight from the cliffhanger to the movie when yeah. we were watching it. I didn't have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to wait at all. No, I didn't. <laughs> so what did you think of the movie? I liked I liked the movie. Mm. I was a little bit confused at first as to why that troll even swapped them. Mm-hmm. I was I was a little confused by that because I'm like, you don't want your own child. You just you, you just saw this other girl and was like, be okay, better. you're you're outdoorsy. I like you more. Like <laughs> we can just my my kid can swap places with your kid, right? That works. Like no, you don't. You, you don't need just to get keep to your do kid. That. <laughs> and trolls have their own magic. Yeah. That's different from the witches and different from the other forms of magic. They have like their own magic that all of them just intuitively know how to conduct. Mm-hmm. And I think and that was do. slightly hinted at in the first two seasons, specifically right. season two. But And their fire is not hot. Yeah. So why do they all sit around it? I have no idea. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> do they cook stuff with their fire? They can't because it's not hot. They eat raw meat. I, we watched it. <sighs> they don't. just eat random things. Yeah. They eat and all the random things and they, collect random yeah, things. Yeah, they like to put random things on their their body as if they're hats or watches or something <laughs> like that one that put the jorts bag on his head <laughs> he's like can i finish that story thank you and then fashion instant fashion i'm like okay okay, okay i see you there's also th- this is something completely minor but they have something that changes in an episode or something major alters the status quo and they keep it that way 
And a very small example of that is in season one, a troll steals a camera from someone and puts it on, a, on their arm. And for the rest of the show, even the movie, when you see that troll, mm-hmm. he has a camera on his yeah, arm. Yeah, he's identifiable. Yeah. Like, they, they, they give the trolls identities after a while, so mm-hmm. you can recognize the same ones over and over again. And there's one with two heads, and it's really mean, and that's, like, the only one that's yeah. vicious. And then they finally stand up to that jerk. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, okay, I'll just go. Submit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's I a really whole. Like yeah, there's a whole structure to these yeah. trolls, and we really get into it in the movie. And then we find out just how horrible bells are to them. Yes, like just how bad it is. Like it's it would it would give anybody a migraine mm-hmm. if they if they heard it the same way. But... And the way that we see that is through Hilda's eyes, who is yeah. now a troll through troll yeah. magic. It's debilitating, apparently. Yeah. Like the little bell is really annoying and it would give her a migraine but the big bell on the wall it sent her flying back like 10 feet it is violent i wonder why they react that way like what is it with all sounds or just specifically bells i should have looked it up because troll mythology is very specific so i guarantee you they probably got that bell from something from some tale uh, I assume, and there's also a mysterious bell tower underwater. Yeah, that they that they just kind of grace over. They use it now. Obviously, um, what what's his name? The the guy that we were just Alder, Alberg. Alberg. He knows it's there, mm-hmm. and, and he rigged it, it to rigged it and used it to do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a I little think... overkill, don't you think? But but don't, what what is that bell there doing there in the first place? Don't they specify that it was an old bell that sunk? How Why did they sink? have it in the ocean or lake or whatever it is? Did I it, have no idea. Is it going to be significant in disproving his whole family bloodline and their legacy? I guarantee you there is story to tell about the creation of Trollberg. And there are yeah. secrets there. I can almost well, guarantee and it. And the big huge fact of the matter that we don't find out till the end of the movie is that Mama Troll yeah. is just laying underneath the whole city. Mm-hmm. That's... And she's choosing to so she doesn't ruin... The city. Mm-hmm. She's chose to for for she, decades, for centuries, to just exist there. She just wanted to be close to her kids. She just mm-hmm. wanted to be close to all the trolls that she created. And that's the whole story of basically season one, two, and the movie is all of these trolls are trying to get in the city and it's getting worse and worse as time goes on and people are asking why. And the reason is the mother of all trolls just laid down and a mountain grew on top of her because she sleeps for like a thousand years. By the time she woke up, she realized that there was a village on top. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll just wait. And then she waited longer and that village grew and grew and then they built a wall around it and that's Trollberg. And she could just sit up and destroy it all, but she's like, no, I don't want to kill all that people. I'll just let my subconscious affect all of these other trolls who are trying to see me because they miss me. I want to see Mama Troll. I want to see see what she looks like. I mean, all you have to do... I mean, that's a lot of cost and a lot of work, but... You could just evacuate Trollberg, yep. have her have a plan so that she can at least attempt to keep the city put together. And right. then so she can get up and just live her fucking life. Like I wouldn't want to lay under under a bunch of dirt just because some some person decided to pop a squat over where I was laying. Yeah, no, it it's completely <sighs> ridiculous the fact that the the humans should not be living there and this show is going to end with all of the 
population of Trollberg moving and letting the trolls have that town. Like that's that that's how that's how it has to end, right? Well, it, I mean, you, yeah, you you have to give the trolls their their mom back. Well, they did implement Troll Day, which is an mm. annual day when all the trolls are allowed to come into town and and you know be in close proximity to their mom. Right. But I'd be like, why am I only seeing my my own mother on your guys's terms because you decided to stay here? Like, I just. I don't. I, I, I would be a little annoyed by that. I'd be like, I only get to see her once a year. I only get to come over here once a year. That's a bit ridiculous. I it's not I, enough. Haven't we proved that we don't eat you guys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it clearly is a nice step in the right direction, and it is a very good starting point to talk about institutional change and how hard it is because all of the people living in Trollberg do not want to upend their lives as Hilda did in the first couple episodes, but they will have to mm -hmm. because they're affecting other people's lives yeah. without them knowing it. And it's destroying their lives. These trolls just want to feel connected to their mother. That's mm -hmm. all they want. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's insane to me how well done this show as a whole does it or even in the small moments where it's a small metaphor that reminds you of oh yeah it's really hard to change someone's mind and especially if that person is creating a mob or just a fitting in that mob mentality and it's just yeah. amazing and it, given the fact that hilda switched with that troll baby makes me wonder how often that's happened before and how many trolls that are now adults were once human that were just traded? I'd never considered it, but that, like, troll magic is very powerful, apparently. So that could very well have happened before. Yeah, they did it with ease. Like, an average troll did it with ease. She wasn't in mm. power. She wasn't, like... No. She wasn't any, like, a significant troll in, in mm -hmm. trolldom. No. She just, she just happened to go, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't even that gifted with magic, I think she was saying. She was just running from the bigger trolls and she's on the lamb and she's like oh okay i can do this i guess like it, it felt like an afterthought well it's just i think she did it to protect her own baby oh 100 because she didn't think that the, her baby would sur survive in in the world that mm -hmm. was outside of the walls and objectively and, yeah. maybe the baby wouldn't have but but i mean also they very quickly and easily overthrew the big bully dude that was making everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Like, they, they, all they had to do, like, he was outnumbered. <laughs> all they had to do was collectively go, you know what, I'm tired of your shit. We're gonna, we're gonna beat you up and put you, beat you to submission. And he they did. He may have had two heads, but he was still very much outnumbered. Yeah, just knock his head together. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know. But, and also, uh, the Mountain King. Mm-hmm. That, that is something. Well, in his eye, why is why does he have a significant eye? Okay. Like Cyclops, why is him? Why is he so significant? I have no idea, but that is something I really wanted to get into. Is Trundle, who we're introduced to as his name up front, and you quickly caught on that he was the Mountain King. Yeah. I have no idea what troll lineage is like because we know for a fact that there is one female troll that is assumingly massive that gave birth to everyone else but there's also really big trolls and small trolls 
And... Well, yeah, and apparently the bigger trolls were, like, the OG yeah. trolls. Like, they were the ones that were there for a long time. They kind of ran the place, and they were mm-hmm. driven out by humans. And, and they jumped into space. Yeah, they just they just went, boop, <laughs> bye. Yeah, like which is left. insane. They just left. It makes you wonder why they stepped on Hilda's house. I hate going back to that again. But <laughs> because if they, they walked over it and mm-hmm. stepped it a few more feet, or a few more steps for them. Yeah. And launch themselves into space. I'm like, you couldn't have done that before you stepped on their house. Like the, you <laughs> that would have been easy. You could have just like not maybe done it over there where there's nobody. I don't know. But I guess that they had to move the plot forward of mm-hmm. moving to Trollberg. They yeah. had to, and that was the best way to do it, I guess. But... Right. And it, it sends a good message because Hilda realizes what she was doing. Yeah. But back to the Mountain King yeah. because he has a brother. There's a whole lineage there. I don't understand. The one thing I want to talk about is his eye. Uh-huh. Because I think his eye is just magical. Maybe the Mountain King infused his own eye with magic. I don't know. But I don't love the way it's used almost as a plot device because that's what makes Hilda and even Alberg understand that the mother troll was living underneath Trollberg. I felt like there should have been some other way to reveal that information, but I liked it nonetheless. Right. It 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 puts a very mysterious object in front of you and doesn't explain it. Yes. Because she essentially got sucked into the eye when she was trying to get it in the first place. Yep. And she saw everything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I get that I see, but that information would be stored in the brain, would it not? But I, yeah. I guess it's magic. Yeah, yeah. it's magic. <laughs> but, um... And then, the, like, that's that was the only way to convince, uh, I always forget his name. Adam, da, 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 da. Alberg. Alberg. God. Eric Alberg. He's so forgettable. I will no. defend you. <laughs> Just so forgettable. No? But yeah. that was the only way to convince him. But his partner doubted him the whole time, but she couldn't say anything because she was just kind what of. What is her name? Greta. Greta. Gerda? Gerda. She's perfect. Like I she yeah. I think she's the head of security now. She just wanted security to be now. the cop. She just yeah. wanted to be the security <laughs> guard that she is. And she takes and her job way too seriously. She does, but you know but what? She's moral. If, yeah, if she's you're moral. a security guard, it's not the worst thing ever or a policeman to take your job really seriously. Yeah, I mean and she all she wanted to do was protect people and do a good job. All mm-hmm. he wanted to do was get glory and fame. Yep. And that's all he wanted. And she started seeing that and she just couldn't do anything about it because he's t- the superior. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't do anything about it until the time came to where he made a judgment call saying, let's attack the trolls that came here, even though they weren't attacking first. Mm-hmm. And and she goes, you know what? No. Nope. I'm, nope, <laughs> nope, I'm not doing that. Hilda, take care of it. Mm-hmm. And then Hilda grabbed uh, the Mountain King's eye and shoved it into Elberg's head. And he saw the same vision. And immediately he's like, yeah, call this off. I need time to think. Yeah, I mean, he changed his mind real quick after that. Mm. Um, I don't think he's fully changed his mind. We will probably see his arc in season three. But I do like the way, although it is very contrived, like I said, using an eye to make him see a vision. But I do like the way that that starts him on his journey for redemption. I wonder, I wonder if it is actually redemption because I wonder if he changed his mind, not because he felt bad that their mom was under there or Mm. because he got scared that she was there. Yeah, I guarantee you. I think it it was because he got scared that she would retaliate Mm. and he knew Mm. he couldn't do anything about it. If she, all she has to do is sit up 
and whole city gone. <laughs> I think because in his eyes, he wants to be the hero. And to be the hero, he has to kill all of the trolls. And he still probably wants to kill all the trolls, but he realized that if he hurts one, that that mom is just going to sit up and kill every single well, human. Well, he did hurt one. He killed the Mountain King. Yeah. He shot him with that thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the Mountain King knew. That's why he yeah, let himself get Yeah, he just stood there and did it. And, and it's perfect. But do trolls die that way? Because do they... Do they Hmm. he seemed for somebody that was locked up for so long he really quickly just gave up that freedom and let himself be destroyed i think and and he seemed he seemed a little bit too self-centered to just willingly give up his life i I, in a sense but i think that is the way that trolls die at least break like stone or at least he did definitely die because there was also another but troll. But his eye remains is the thing because mm. that eye obviously belongs to him. But his eye didn't get destroyed. It just Maybe it, it exists still. It's, it's there. his mother's magic. Maybe it's his mother's eye because mm. she's big. That could be it. Hmm. Maybe it's his mother's eye. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Or just like a booger. or maybe mama troll specifically gave him that eye and gave him a mission to protect them and then Mm -hmm. he took it too far so they had to Mm -hmm. lock him up in a in a jail of crystals and bells (laughs) (laughs) love that too the wall of bells Mm -hmm. and immediately you see that image and you're like someone contracted that somebody put that there for goddamn reason okay? yeah <laughs> because it, i don't and i knew for a while i i questioned because i was like this definitely wasn't done by like the trollberg police system because no. all they were doing was tying little tiny bells to their noses <laughs> i doubt that they would do something mm-hmm. like that That's smart <laughs> yeah well that that's smart and also that like extensive yeah just to keep one specific troll locked up also I thought about that, too, of why he wouldn't maybe just remove the bells himself, not only to trigger setting them off, but he's in an enclosed cave. Yeah. So it would reverberate. It would probably off kill of him. the walls to such an extent that it would collapse the mountain. I just. And a, a space around him. I wonder if they put them him in that mountain with the crystals for reverberation. Mm-hmm. I, I never even I, thought of that. I bet they did that for a reason, because. Mm-hmm. If one of those bells were to go gone, like just loud enough, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that would hurt a lot. If not, <laughs> especially kill him. <laughs> like even a big one, as big as the Mountain right. King was. And it took me a while to realize that he didn't actually have an eye. I thought it was just a big brow, like a big <laughs> eyebrow, and that is it was just a shut eye, the, like shut the whole time because mm-hmm. he didn't have an eye. I didn't know that. I, I think I made that. that exact assumption where I was just like, oh. When he's given the eye, he's like, oh, yeah, I guess he didn't have an eye earlier. Yeah, didn't notice that. I didn't even think of it. I was yeah. just like, oh, you know what? That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> but I think coming soon is season three. And while we've talked a whole lot of speculation about what we think is going to happen in season three, I want to talk about if they end it with season three, if that is it. What do you think they're going to do? And we talked about all the humans leaving Trollberg, yeah. but... I feel I feel like they're going to... I feel like if they're going to end it in season three, the conclusion is Trollberg has got to move. Like, mm-hmm. the people have to go so that mom can be free. I feel right. that that might be the case. But, I mean, I don't know. There's so many... Like, where would they go? 
because we're not introduced to any other populations of people mm-hmm. aside from Trollberg. So are they the only ones that exist? Is this an Attack on Titan thing where yeah. they were purposely put there? And maybe it has to be written really, really well for this to happen. But maybe there is no antagonist. Maybe because, just, yeah. well, this is tough because I like the idea that in a kid's show, you teach the lesson that you cannot change everyone's mind. Yeah. Obviously, you should try for everyone, but at the end of the day, that's not going to work on right. one, or that's not going to work on everyone. Maybe they're going to introduce realistic. a new antagonist and it's going to be mm-hmm. somebody from their past that we haven't known. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Hilda's father and, you know, man who shall not be named. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, or, you know... Um, Alderberg? Alderberg. Alberg. <laughs> Eric Alberg. I cannot get that name. I just can't. You just gotta say it like a hero. Alberg. Eric Alberg. Everything's going to be alright. No Do why? you know why? Because I'm here. I wonder if anyone got that reference. If you I did, you're you awesome. Did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna explain it. You're just gonna have to think. You about just it. if you knew, you knew. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know? <laughs> you know. But, but I One thing that my brain immediately goes to is another show that discussed the exact theme, which is just how hard people are to change, which is Kipo, which honestly, we could have an episode about that because Mm -hmm. that is another show that I made you watch. Yes, Kipo is Mm -hmm. really good. And Kipo is an example of a show with this, the exact same theme that is completely finished. So they've wrapped up all of those arcs and they've demonstrated how in their interpretation in their own easy cartoon way how to institute change at a whole systemic level right and they even showed once the like the majority allowed the trolls to enter trollberg annually there were still Mm -hmm. some people that would shut themselves in the house because they still didn't agree i loved the shot of the trolls walking through that street in the far background and in the foreground you see a mom or it's just a kid in a window and then the mom comes up and like pushes the kid back inside and closes the window. Yeah. That is such a powerful shot right there. Yeah, because it's showing, it's basically just showing ignorance mm-hmm. because the trolls, one, they never actually ate people. Right. Like, they were people, mean, people were the ones but... that antagonized them in right. the first place and they were just kept fighting them away. Back and defending. Yeah, they were just getting irritated by being bombarded with bells all the time, mm-hmm. especially when they started sounding them off hour by hour. Right. And then Hilda and them went to dismantle them. Because <laughs> why would yeah. you? Not only would that annoy the trolls, it would annoy me if I lived there. Like, I, I, I don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night and go dong. Like just because, just because. <laughs> it's there's annoying. A, there's a whole wall there. There's a wall <laughs> that would wake me up, and I would hate it. And that we also forgot to mention that um, the worker at the bell tower. Yeah. I don't know his name, but he was cool. He was chill. He was chill. He seemed like he, he seems like he would be the one that knows all the, all the tea about everybody. Yep. I mean, obviously there's the rat king who knows all the rumors <laughs> he literally and gossip knows all the tea. and exchange for things. But I feel like he would be like the one that never talks about it. Yep. But he knows <laughs> I, or his family does he may have mm-hmm. had a rivalry with uh alberg's father I, or something yeah. and and that's why he's on bell watch duty isolated away from everybody mm-hmm. else i, can I don't see know that. maybe there's a history there but... i i would like to see his character again just because yeah. 
he how was like the mountain man yeah like the soul mountain man him and woodman both every time they were on screen there was a certain not necessarily mystery but there was just a certain intuition about like oh there's something more going on with these guys woodman is an enigma because he just he's there he's just there right yet he has all this wisdom but he also has all the books about it Mm. where did he come from (laughs) i don't know if there is more of him i don't know why is he he the last of his kind is he a freak of nature right well the episode where he went out to see like out out in the the ocean and hilda tagged along because there were these what were they called? Phantoms or the like the the what did they what the were dreadnoughts? Something like that where they're just they're ghosts that yeah. are out at sea and doomed to spend eternity at sea mm-hmm. on their boat. And I forget why he went out there. He wanted to steal something of theirs. Didn't he have a sexton or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. Wasn't it a sexton? I, I and... think he would just had a yacht because he'd won it in a game of cards and he's like, you know <laughs> what, I'm gonna go get this compass or sexton or whatever. Yeah, he wanted it. He didn't have a reason. He just was, I want things. I, want things. I like to keep things on my mantle. He just wanted them. And he, and like, can we talk about how the, how the ghosts are drawn? I love it. Because yes. they, they don't have their entire skeleton. They just have enough to define where their important like parts are, like their and face. And maybe stuff. they all have faces, but maybe one has a hand and one has a rib cage and one has a leg. Yeah. Why do they keep those? And they obviously know. have a choice of keeping yeah. them. They just go, I want this specific part <laughs> They're Oh my God. And probably they... the funniest shot in this whole show is a ghost phases through a wall, but his skeleton <laughs> smacks that was, against it. That was Frida's ghost. Right? Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. So he obviously doesn't need the skeleton. Yeah, they obviously don't need that. They just they just keep it. And there. it, I don't think I've ever seen the imagery of a ghost with its skeleton. Yeah, they just maybe it's the one thing that ties them to Earth. I can because see that. it's it was part of their physical self. Mm. So maybe yeah, maybe I don't know, but that was hilarious. <laughs> and the fact that like all Frida had was a book that that ghost guy read, and he was like. Oh, just because I come in here and read it, I'm going to clean your entire room for me. I'm like, that is not equal. (laughs) Just take the book. It's not equal. And the way that Frida's just expected that now. And And when she finds out, she's like, well, he should clean it anyway. No. Okay. (laughs) And then he had to wrestle. They they all had to wrestle a ghost to get it back. And I'm like, how is that fair? Like, how is that fair? I'm, I'm basically a meat suit. And you are just a complete, like a phantom. Like I, I can, you can phase through me at any point. And they did. Right. They cheated. And, <laughs> yeah. and that, that didn't even work. That, they well, didn't get the right book. No. And apparently that's how they solve <laughs> things in the ghost world. And I'm like, you just wrestle Wrestling. each other. I Y'all guess. are bored. <laughs> oh. Is that what everyone does after they're dead? Is just wrestle? Because I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to die anyway, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> No, I'm going to be laying down going, yeah, go. <laughs> you guys got it. <laughs> I lived my life. I don't want anymore. <laughs> well, I can't think of too much else to mention, though. One thing we didn't talk about is just the animation in general. And we talked about the style. I like how everyone is kind of silhouetted with this black line. Uh, a lot of uh, DC animated movies, at least the recent ones, mm-hmm. have that. And I, I like it. Sometimes it's cheaper. Sometimes it's fun. Just depends on what they do with animation. And they step mm-hmm. up, especially in the movie. There's a sequence in season one where Anissa is being chased or is chasing a Anissa? wolf. 
Yeah, a, a niece, Nissa, whatever. Niffler, whatever the heck it is. <laughs> but it's just going from one portal to another. That's one of the my favorite shots. Oh, yeah, and it turns out that wolf was just one Nissa's pet yep. that had grown like Clifford size. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. But yeah, this show, phenomenal. We spoiled all of it, but still, go watch it. Go Please have go a fun time. It. Also, yeah, I mean, and I guess out of five brownie points that it mm-hmm. will get you... I would I would give it five because I all five it. yeah I would enjoy it I enjoy it I just liked it a lot I got a lot of brownie points I guess sweet you got five so far we'll see <laughs> we'll, we'll see, see you goes. next time for this show that we have yet to name.